Welcome to another edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at BavadaSportsbook.com, Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, we are in the, in the time of the season where now we are overloaded. The baseball playoffs, college football is in conference matchups now. Uh, none of these pre-early week matchups. NFL is in full swing and it's hockey season. Oh, goodness. The world may be burning around us, but don't worry. Sports are great. Seth, the leaves are changing outside. Uh, the Blue Jays have exited the MLB postseason. The Leafs are yet to have broken my heart. Fall has truly, truly arrived. What a time. What a time. It's it's wild. It, it, re- it really is wild. Um, a couple of things, you know, you have to look at. Number one, in the NFL, the one takeaway, from the, the least that I'm wondering Cincinnati and Minnesota, you know, the Vikings are one and four. The Bengals are two and three. And <laughs> you're going to make fun of me. But, you know, last year I watched that, that Netflix show on quarterbacks and I got to see Kirk Cousins in all his glory. And I'm wondering, in, in, in do you trade Kirk Cousins? Then it's Joe Burrow and the Bengals won. But fans in Cincinnati have been saying if he's not 100% don't play him they play him and he plays well and Cincinnati wins what do you make of those two situations gosh uh so I'm, I'm a big Joe Burrow guy uh him at LSU was very fun him in the NFL is very fun him at his best is very very good um kind of like a Patrick Mahomes light I would never put him in the same conversation as Patrick Mahomes because what Mahomes can do uh on whether it's running, passing with his mind, uh, it's it's next level. But, um, you know, Burrow at his best is a good deal of fun out there in the top tier NFL quarterback. And I think I understand um, the questions uh, and the suggestions that uh, he be rested to protect him long term. And I, I'm i somewhat sympathetic to, uh, to them. Now, you're never going to get uh, or you're rarely going to get a player try and pull themselves just because NFL players are hyper competitive. They don't want to do that. But. If you're a front office as well, you are more often than not, if you're a general manager, if you're a head coach, you are driven by short-term incentives more so than you are longer-term ones. If you're thinking that, uh, you know what, if we have a bad year this year and, uh, you know, maybe the year after, then that's it. Maybe head coach is gone, maybe front office is gone, or maybe some people are out of jobs. So uh, there are often, uh, you know, inverse incentives to try and force a player out there who's maybe at only 90, 95%. So you know, his first game back, he looked terrible, Burrow. Uh, his first game back, uh, you know, really, really struggling out there. And it really made the questions that were asked a week prior seem that much more on point. <clears throat> but after this weekend, you know, he looks great. So throw out all the medical drama. Joe Burrow's 100% now. Everyone was wrong. And uh, hope. <laughs> no, I say that in kidding. I think he's good. I hope he's good. I want him to be good. Kirk Cousins. No, no, I'm not anti-Joe be- Burrow. Don't get me wrong. But. No, I know you're curious about the question, though, right? That's right, all. and they have a tough matchup. Seattle doesn't stink. Seattle doesn't stink. Uh, Seattle's defense not so bad, though, so hopefully Burrow will be able to remain upright. Uh, Seattle's been winning games by putting up a lot of points, not by keeping people out of the end zone. So True. I, I would say from that point of view, uh, Burrow's offensive line should be in for a somewhat safer Sunday. As for Cousins, he's just a crazy man. I, you know, he did the smartest thing year after year, signing those short-term contracts and getting the franchise. You know, he bet on himself. He's gotten big money, uh, a lot more than he might have gotten otherwise if he had tried to get a longer-term deal. Um, you know, I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan as a player, as a person. He's whatever. I, I don't make too much about it, but he's fine. Uh, he's just he's he's a 
he's a like a top 12 or 13 or 14 QB that you can maybe do okay with. But unless your defense is otherworldly, which more and more ma- doesn't matter in the NFL, uh, you're not winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins ever. Maybe a great cup, maybe a great cup, but not a, not a Super Bowl. Well, you know, it's interesting to see because, you know, we talk about the trades and, you know, if you're going to trade a franchise quarterback and, you know, like him or love, you know, love him or hate him, Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback. Um, I don't know, New York Jets. So there you go. That's a perfect example right there, Seth. Uh, the Jets are a team whose defense is so good, uh, so otherworldly good on that kind of level where if you just plugged in someone who's replacement level, he could take them to the playoffs and maybe have a little bit of a run. I still don't like him in the big game, but the New York Jets uh, postseason futures look a lot, lot better if it's uh, Kirk Cousins under center instead of Zach Wilson, who still can't quite figure it out yet. Fortunately, he had the Broncos last weekend, but uh, yeah, long term, he still can't be the answer under center for the Jets. It could happen. Now, one other NFL question, then we'll get into this week's games and whatnot. Uh, the New England Patriots. Trash. <laughs> I washed it's, it's fun it's 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 rewarding I feel bad I have a buddy who uh he, he lives in the New York area but he's a big Patriots fan and he drove uh he, he once a year he you know he works in baseball so once the baseball season ends he plans a weekend and he goes up to New England and you know he'll check out a game in Foxborough and it was 34 nothing when I remembered that this was his weekend. <laughs> mm. The Saints just crushed them. And it's not just Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick didn't forget how to coach. And it's not just Mac Jones. There's a lot of problems with that team. What's happened is that's a market that is so spoiled for so long that doldrums do not fit. And the question is, is when you rebuild that team, is Belichick the guy? Yeah, it's it's a tough question. Does Belichick want to be around to be the guy for a rebuild? Right. Um, there, there have been some conversations in the offseason that, I, you know, I don't want to say hot seat because it's bizarre to even think of Bill Belichick on the hot seat. But yeah, just how many more years did he have left, especially if these teams uh, under him are going to be well, last year, mediocre. This year, uh, you know, subpar, poor, um, terrible, very bad. Um, it doesn't look like they're planning on making any improvements anywhere. And, you know, they can't claim injury issues for why they're struggling the way they are. It's just it's a bad team. It's a bad team playing bad football each week. Sometimes they get a little bit lucky, but uh, there, there's really nothing there. There's nothing to fall back on. So, you know, having said all that, you know, we joked at him we mocked him we've laughed uh you know they still won all the championships that they did like i i would love my maple leafs to make a run and then be as bad at ice hockey now as the patriots are at football i would make that trade but uh yeah for patriots fans uh sorry that uh you've had to go a whole couple years without uh you know not being very good sorry about that all right let's uh talk baseball for a second um i hate the new playoff system i've said that since covid um I think it's it's wrong, and I'll tell you the the reason I think it's it's a bigger problem. Uh, I think the bigger issue is the teams that win the divisions and don't have to play in that Fakakta wild card series. They sit for five days. I covered baseball for twenty seven years, and this was an overall theme. Teams love one day off. They'll take two days off. They hate three or more. 
days off. You lose all your rhythm and you cannot fix it. And if you're going to have a sport where you have three other rounds to get to the promised land, you cannot be giving division winners five days off. It is dumb. It was a COVID move when they had the 60 game season, they had to offset because ESPN was like, well, we're only going to give you a third of the money. And I was like, no, no, no. We'll give you these playoff games. And then ESPN said, oh, that's cool. We like playoff games because people watch playoff games more than your stupid regular season. So let's put this in. And they implemented it. And it's awful. It's awful. These two game series that 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 had no drama whatsoever. No series went to three games. And then all the ice cold, the Dodgers, the Orioles, and it happens every time. It's wrong. It's just it's all kinds of wrong. I kind of talked myself into that I was going to be watching a lot of these playoffs this year, and I uh, I didn't even really watch the Jays game. That tuned I in for thirty minutes here, thirty minutes there. Uh, HBO Max or Max, whatever that app is called, they just added sports, yep. and I wanted to see what it looked like. Okay, you know what it looks like it looks and... like a baseball game. <laughs> Damn, they couldn't find a way to make it look like ice hockey, could they? That's well. Why do you even go to HBO with all those production value? Hopefully, there was more, you know, cursing and. You know, nothing was bleeped out. Uh, maybe That'd some awesome. adult situations. That would be yeah, awesome. That would be, that'd be a little something. No, it's the I same could, broadcast. It's just it's streamed on these apps. They're just giving oh, you good. more reasons to be able to cut the cord. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, listen, we're in, we're in the midst of uh, 50 days in a row of football being played right now. So between that, the Leafs are back. Your Devils are back. I'm trying to find time in my life for the baseball playoffs. I really am. Maybe when it gets to the World Series, if it's two big teams, but I, I'm still not finding myself setting aside time. I'm, I'm not. I, I wish I could. If the day was 35 hours long, maybe I'd throw a little bit more baseball into my life, but it's it's just not there. The The playoffs are not that interesting. The teams aren't that interesting. The storylines aren't that interesting. It's, yeah, I'll, 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 you know, I'll, I'll watch for the scroll along Sports Center. And I'll get it, but uh, that's a, that's about it for me. But at least the games are faster. Yeah, but if you don't watch them, they're really fast. <laughs> it's the max. It's max power of baseball. It's HBO max power. It's uh, <laughs> you know, it's still bad, but faster. With everything that's gone <laughs> on, there's been so much in terms of sports. I will say is just one little note: um, the Premier League. There's another mm-hmm. international break. They've already had two. Yeah, I guess there must be qualifying or something going on. It's just, it's, it's, there's so many breaks. My goodness. Yeah, that's what it is, Euro qualification. So, I mean, on the one hand, it's cool that soccer's always got that going. I know you and I have mentioned before that uh, we wish that hockey, especially the national teams, were playing even half as much as the national soccer teams do. But on the other side, I, I don't like seeing my season broken up like this. I prefer my, Saturday and Sundays to be filled with EPL, you know, German League, uh, Spain, Italy, all that. I don't want to see the national, especially now that the Euros have expanded to so many teams now. Um, it's like it's not high stakes, these qualifiers, the way they once used to be with so many teams qualifying for the tournament. It's yeah, I don't know. I guess for the wife, it means that I'm watching a little bit less sports on Saturday because. If Liverpool's playing or any any Premier League team, really, like I'm up at nine on Saturdays and then I'm doing this till 2 a.m. So, yeah, it's probably better that I'm getting a little bit more sleep, a little bit more time with the misses. All right. You want to take a look at these uh, this week's games? Let's take a look at this week's games. 
All right, let's start it off with the Thursday night game on Prime Video. That's another app. You can go from mm-hmm. one app. You can watch baseball on Max and football on Prime. It is a cord cutters fantasy lineup. And the uh, the Devils, one other note, the Devils opener uh, against Detroit. People in New Jersey are in an uproar. It is an ESPN plus Hulu exclusive. Oh, boy. Not on cable. It's not on ESPN, not on TNT, and it's not on the local MSG. It is an internet exclusive, and <laughs> just people are outraged. Man, I'm. It's getting to a point where people are just going to be paying for their sports and nothing else because how how could you afford these? I don't know what these streaming packages are are costing the average American, but just like it seems in Canada, anyways, they're all adding up. You have to get the the zone to watch the NFL red zone. You've got to get the Kubo or Fubo to watch the premier league. It's they're trying to get, you know, more for the, more of the sports network apps. Uh, plus we're, we got our own plus versions of apps out here as well. So that's, I don't know. I'm glad I don't pay for any of this. I'll tell you that. Thank you. Bavada for that. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at the prime video exclusive game. The Denver Broncos, uh, who can't win to save themselves against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, the one thing about the Chiefs that you wonder, you know, every time they play, it's such an event, you know, the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and then there's Patrick Mahomes, who's a bona fide star. Pacheco is a, a New Jersey product, so that's how I know who he is. Uh, he's been great uh, from a running standpoint. The Chiefs just look to be hitting on all cylinders. And remember, the beginning of the season, we talked about the three-headed monster, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. It looks like Kansas City is at the front of that pack. First of all, how, how bad has the Sean Payton experiment been in Denver so far? They they look awful. They have nothing going it's uh, it, it's an unmitigated disaster there. And they walk into a buzzsaw on Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Uh, you know, the Chiefs have kind of looked somewhat uh, disjointed this year. You know, they had the opening uh, week loss to Chris Jones, or sorry, to Detroit Lions because Chris Jones was out. Um, they otherwise have had some uh, kind of closer games. You know, Minnesota hung around. The final score appears closer than it was, but... I, I think this is an easy breakout game for the Chiefs. You know, the Broncos do not look good offensively. They're a defensive disaster. Uh, no surprise the total is high in this one at 48. But uh, the Chiefs come into this one as 10.5-point favorites at Bavada. All the money is all over the Chiefs. Um, you know, I know it's an inflated number. 10 points is high in the NFL these days, but I'm, I'm not taking the Broncos in this one. Let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers, the opposite end of the spectrum. They could be a Super Bowl favorite. Uh, they go into Cleveland to take on a Brown squad. And let's face it, you know, Cleveland's no slouch either. Uh, this is an interesting matchup. Watson, of course, is the big key, whether or not he's healthy. But San Francisco continues to roll. Yeah, more and more, Seth, uh, and definitely reflected in our futures board right now, uh, San Francisco appears to be the best team in the league, or at least the team playing the best right now. They absolutely rolled over the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night, one of our biggest losses of the year in-house. And uh, it, it doesn't look like they're really going to run into any mu- trouble uh, this week either. They've got uh, you know a Cleveland Browns team that... You know, they, they've got a pretty good defense. That's the one thing the Browns can speak to right now. Um, you know, I, I think they've got big question marks under center. I don't think 
Deshaun Watson's even expected to play in this one. So I think folks are going to actually be a little bit surprised to hear that the spread is as low as San Fran minus five. That's right. They're only five point favorites on the road right now at Bavada. And part of the reason for that is the low over under in this one. This is only 38 and a half points. Uh, as you'd expect, uh, a lot, a lot of money on San Fran, our biggest position of the week so far. And uh, yeah, you know, that Browns defense is going to have to come up big if they're going to keep this one close. And then there's the Cincinnati Bengals who have a home game against Seattle. Uh, it's an intriguing matchup for both teams. Uh, Seattle looks to continue their hot play coming off that Monday night victory and then a bye week. Cincinnati thinks they've righted their ship. They come in two and three and every game's a must win now for Cincinnati. Seth, you really took the words out of my mouth there. Uh, you know, Cincinnati really for the past few weeks uh, has been in must win mode, uh, playing Joe Burrow under, you know, si- somewhat sort of kind of maybe suspect circumstances with him going out there and, you know, barely winning with, uh, you know, two thirds of a leg. But uh, he seems to be in much better shape after this past weekend. The Bengals, regardless of whether they win this one or not, can at least uh, maybe sleep a little bit easier knowing that he is that much more healthier under center. Um, Looking at the game itself, uh, the Bengals come into this one as two and a half point home favorites. Uh, The money is split uh, pretty evenly back and forth on this one. Looking at the over under, the game is currently sitting at 46, one of the higher totals of the week. Uh, And that's part and part to the fact that neither of these two teams play a lot of defense. Uh, We're looking at about 70% of all money here on the over at Bovada. Have we been neglecting college football on this show? Always. Always. It's uh, how how could you not? I think, um, you know, I, I was thinking with all the great weekend action. And, uh, how good was Oklahoma, Texas this past weekend? I don't know if you got to see uh, the Cotton Bowl and see uh, you know, that Texas State Fair. Gabriel is all of a sudden a Heisman favorite. Uh, college, that, that was amazing. That was, yeah, that was you know, Texas finally beat Bama this year. And uh, Oklahoma, what an amazing win for that one, for those two teams in the last year of the Big 12. That was a spectacle. Yeah, and, you know, the Pac-12, there's been lawsuits now, and there are all this talk about what the future of the Pac-12 is going to look like. Meanwhile, the conference is brilliant. You you have the whole Colorado thing for now. They're leaving. Mm-hmm. But Oregon-Washington this week at Husky Stadium, uh, that's a massive, massive game. It's a great rivalry. Uh, they're both leaving together. Uh, so they've been paired together. Uh, Oregon, Washington is a remarkable one. Um, yeah, let's touch on that for a second. You know, you're talking about a Washington team that's, you know, a top 10 squad, uh, going up against Oregon. That's also top 10. They're both undefeated. Uh, that's a massive, massive game and it's going to be a great game. It's a three 30 Eastern start, but a 1230 day. Uh, so it's like a, high, a noon kickoff for, for a massive, massive football game. Those games are usually done at night. Uh, should be a lot of fun. I have a lot of friends who cover Washington and went to Washington uh, from my days in Seattle. And uh, I know how much they can't stand the Ducks. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm a little biased. No, it's uh, I, I'm looking forward to this one. It's probably uh, on paper anyways, the best game that will be happening on Saturday. Um, Oregon uh, and Washington are both pretty evenly matched. I'm a little bit more partial to Oregon just because I think, uh, you know, whatever anybody else thinks about Nike, uh, it's cool what Nike does with that school and what they do with the uniforms and uh, the various uh, sports science that they apply to what they do there. And I also just have to be a big fan of Oregon because they were the first team to really smack around Colorado this year. And I say this, I like Colorado. I like Dion. I like him a lot, but 
the liabilities we had for national championship and for the Pac-12 because of all the hype he surrounded the program with. No, it was it was getting a little bit silly over here, Seth. You know, it's you know, you look at it preseason and you go, nah, no problem, no problem. And then, you know, that they beat TCU and then they beat Nebraska. And Nebraska's not great, but it doesn't matter. They beat them. It's like uh, it was like Lester's run, Lester City's run. That's what we were kind of looking at this at after a few games thinking, you know what? It doesn't matter how they win if they just keep winning. And I'll tell you what else was really terrifying up those first few days. Uh, Shadur Sanders uh, video game stats and how that uh, submarine is uh, his Heisman odds that people were back in all offseason as well. It's I hope Colorado is very successful. I just hope it's in the future, not this year. It's amazing how often the realignment stuff continues to dominate the conversation more so than in past years, and at least in my opinion. It's been pretty remarkable, uh, to say the least, uh, if you yeah. look at that. Uh, you give and- uh, Also, uh, Notre Dame takes on USC. That's another matchup that's uh, intriguing. That USA quarter, uh, USC quarterback, Caleb Williams, the talk is that he's going to be the highest quarterback picked in the draft. Get Heisman Trophy and all that other nonsense. They're talking about uh, when when he has played this year, he looks like a pro style quarterback. Yeah, it's an interesting. USC team. They've uh, you know they they kind of hung on against Colorado. They uh, you know they broke away from Arizona State. They had to go to triple overtime against Arizona. You know they're undefeated, and in a year where there's not a lot of top teams in college football, they very much should be a team that's still eyeing the. Uh, the college football playoff the last year of only four teams by the way but uh they'll be in tough against uh notre dame in this one notre dame actually slight favorites and i i would say that uh well caleb williams uh you know he, he probably is going to be the first overall pick that's what we've got him at uh, our current uh draft odds at Bavada. but uh yeah i i think i i don't know the U- usc schedule is so tough the rest of the way they've got notre dame again which they're slight underdogs They'll be playing Washington. They'll be at Oregon. Um, you know, a, a one-loss USC team this year could maybe make the playoffs. In past years, a one-loss Pac-12 team is not. But again, the top is so weak this year in college football that it could be the case. But I think at Oregon, at Notre Dame, uh, hosting Washington, hosting Utah, it's more likely than not that they've got at least one, maybe two losses in there. But we will see how it plays out. Best of luck to them. Uh yeah, USC Notre Dame though. That's always intriguing. That's always a good one. It's always going to do ratings and I know at Bavada it's always going to do big big betting numbers. All right, you're going to indulge me? What's, I'll, what's uh, for you, yes. All right. Uh, 17 and a half. I think that's small on Florida State against uh, my Syracuse Orange. The game to have was the Clemson. They they got whitewashed by uh, North Carolina last week. They play Florida State this week. That's going to be a rough one. Um, but then they have to win out the rest of their games. They'll be four and three after this stretch, and every other game they play is a winnable game. So they could be a seven and three kind of thing going into a bowl game, or an eight and three going into a bowl game. They can do that. Um, but this is the last one where they just take their medicine. Can Florida State leave the ACC before Saturday? <laughs> I'm unfortunately not. And uh, I, I'm someone who's uh, very creative and even I can't see my way to a Syracuse win in this one, Seth. I've, uh, you know, I've examined every possible scenario, including s- several acts of God. And I still don't think Syracuse comes through in this one. So 
Uh, if it was uh, a game of EA Sports, uh, whether it was Madden or the old NCAA game, I'd hit the sports simulation button here and just let's uh, fast forward to the exit on this one. Yeah, I have to work on uh, Saturday a little bit, so I'm not going to be uh, you know home to watch this game. I'll keep an eye on it, but that's that's probably for the best. Uh, lose yourself yeah. in some work. Don't worry about sports for the Saturday. This is you know what great weekend to spend some time with the wife and kids. I'm going to uh, New York Comic Con. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool gonna check out uh, comic-con and uh, see some superheroes even though with the uh, actor strike none of the actors can be there so there'll be no celebrities but it'll be a lot of fun you'll have to send me a picture of the best uh costume you come across i will oh i'll <laughs> i will take lots of pictures nice. <laughs> that'll do it for the bavada at odds podcast thanks so much to patrick morrow thanks to everybody who helps put this show together and uh we will see you next week an atom. Take care, folks.